Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everyone. Agent Power Huddle, 8 a.m. on the West Coast, 11 a.m. on the East Coast. We welcome everyone. I believe we're live streaming on Facebook, so welcome. The topic for today uh, is overcoming adversity. Actually, I think we uh, we named it how to start over if you need to in a brand new market. Uh, but it's a story of overcoming adversity, overcoming challenges, hitting rock bottom and starting over. Uh, my name is Matthew Hanks with Hanks Realty Group. I am in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And today we welcome our guest host, the gentleman of the hour, Bill DeVore, who is now a, an Asheville resident, not far from Charlotte. If you guys know the mountain territory here in North Carolina, uh, Bill, a good friend. Welcome. Can't wait to dive into your story and share it with the world. Thank you. Really appreciate you having me on today. Glad, glad to be here. Awesome. Well, I believe Jesse's going to join us uh, shortly and he'll help us as we co-host today uh, to ask you some questions and hear more about your story. It's amazing, Bill. It's inspiring. Uh, it is uh, encouraging to hear someone uh, that has gone through a level of adversity that has developed them into who they are and to see them on the other side of that, to to share your story and be as transparent as you are and uh, being willing to come onto our show, our agent power huddle that we do every single day to share that story. We're excited to hear it. So Bill is a, pro, a PGA golf professional. That was his background before real estate. Uh, his family, he's a, he comes from a real estate family. Uh, he was telling me earlier that he, was, he shared the closing table with his parents as they were closing deals when he was three years old, he was at the closing table. Uh, but has a degree in pro golf management. So uh, Bill and I've had a chance to play a lot of golf together. Um, grew up around real estate, as we were saying, your family was in real estate before you went into PGA and then your your career journey brought you back around to real estate. And uh, just, just quite a journey has been. So Bill, why don't we just jump right into how things have gone for you and a little bit about your story. Uh, the topic for today, uh, we encourage you all to join in. If you're on the Zoom, questions in the chat, if you have those for Bill. If you're following us on Facebook, uh, Zach, Allie, if you guys would please help us monitor those comments, questions that you may have on Facebook, ask those and we'll be sure to bring those up. But Bill, why don't you kind of take us back? If we rewind uh, a few years, I know you and I met as we did some coaching, uh, some real estate coaching as you were getting your business started in the Charlotte market. Yep. But we have, uh, I remember uh, back in those early days as you were just getting started and some of the challenges that you were facing as a person and as you were uh, getting your real estate business off the ground. Uh, let me turn this over to you and you just tell us kind of how things went back in those days. We rewind a little bit. Uh, tell us how things got started for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it didn't get started. That, that, that's the problem. Um, it was, I did, I don't, I think I, I didn't know what I didn't know for starters. Um, I think that that plays a big role. I think coaching has played a big role in that today. Um, but it was, I was working in the golf business. I was 
trying to get out. I was trying to do something different. I, I did. I didn't like that career. And my parents said, well, why don't you get a real estate license? So I did that, got that back in 2017, but never really did anything with it. I think I may have sold two houses um, and they were like 50,000 each. They were little condos over in uh, East Charlotte. So, um, and during that time, um, some knew, some didn't know. Um, I had a big, it was a big, it was a big drinking problem. Um, and it was hidden sometimes. Um, and I was very good at, um, yeah, just hiding it and not, not, not letting anyone know, um, until you start missing appointments and then you start missing, you start not showing up for work and then you get fired from the golf course and then you get fired from another golf course and then it just snowballs. And then you just keep doing more. Cause what are you going to do? You know, you, you gotta keep, you gotta hide it. You gotta, you gotta make it feel better. So drugs and alcohol, um, played a big role in my life for a long time, for about five to six years. Well, you mentioned it being hidden and I bet there's people that will listen back to this call, Bill. And, and as I hear your story and it could be somebody that's facing something similar, a challenge that they're going through adversity that they're going through in their life. And they feel like they've got to keep it hidden or they do keep it hidden for, for the world to see. And it's behind the scenes. One of the things with social media is that's not the type of thing we put out there for everybody to see. I don't know. It's, you know, it's, you, you have to, and particularly as you went into real estate, it's the last thing that you want your clients and your, you know, other agents and your company to know about. Yeah. So that was something you, you were, you know, probably some pain that you were dealing with, whatever was causing you to kind of lean towards alcohol. And, and as you mentioned, and being super transparent, Bill, I've got to give you kudos for that. You know, it yeah. takes somebody that's strong and, and confident in, in themselves to be able to tell the story um, yeah. um, and, and be that open about it. I think it was the feeling of not being good enough. You know, there was, there was a lot of different feelings that went into it and not being good enough, not hitting the goals that I thought I should be hitting, or I was, and then not getting the reward of that goal of, of whatever, whatever the, whatever it looked like. It's like, you keep getting the knockout punches and then you keep getting back in the ring. And you know, that's what I did for a long so time. At that, at that time, the story, I think, you know, you, you shared it with me. I know, um, a, a couple of times, but, you know, here's some of these details. So things were kind of getting uh, spiraling, would you say, you know, it's behind the scenes yeah. and then it gets to a yeah. point where it's, you know, there's evidence of it, even not behind the scenes and the workplace finds out about it. Clients start finding out about it. You mentioned meeting meetings with clients that had been scheduled. And Bill, I remember a date back in 2018 when yeah. you and I had a tea time and we mm -hmm. were going to play some golf that next morning uh, here in the area. And you didn't show up for the tea time that day. And if I remember right, it was in July of 2018. But why don't you share with our audience today, kind of, I think that was the turning point, right? That that day and what, what had occurred. Why don't you just share with our audience what had happened at that point? Yeah, the, uh, I mean, the, the, the spiral, as you called it, um, it kind of hit the, it kind of hit the bottom, uh, July 24th, 2018. Um, I was, I mean, I was working at Chick-fil-A. I mean, I, I really went down the totem pole. I mean, I went down to Chick-fil-A. I was working there um, trying to sell real estate. Uh, but that, that day I was, said I wasn't going drinking and went drinking that night and um, was going 110 miles an hour down the interstate and hit the car in front of me. And, um, you know, I got out of the car. Um, thankfully, no one was injured. Um, but I got out of the car that night, walked across traffic just to end my life. I called my parents and said, this, this is going to be the, 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 this is the time I'm, I'm just going to end it now. And, um, I walked across traffic three times back and forth and something kept pushing. I mean, I kept, I, like something kept pushing me across something. I, I, the powerful hand of God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself today. Um, and then I walked in the woods and fell in a 35 foot ravine straight to the bottom. 
and uh, came out with a scratch above my eye. Very gratefully, you can't see the mugshot anymore because it's fallen offline. So um, you can't you can't see that anymore. But um, I did. I went to jail. I mean, they they do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Um, I went to jail for six days, um, six and a half. Uh, you can't discount the last the last half. But um, I was given the option to go um, go to rehab or stay in jail for ninety days. And you know, I, I said I can't do this. Um, I was moved from the main central jail, downtown Charlotte to the old Statesville jail, the humbling experience of my life being chained and shackled to two other guys walking down the hallway, waddling like a duck being put on a bus, um, in an orange jumpsuit. That's where my life got. And, um, which went to rehab and said, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. I remember it very vividly today. The moment that it changed, I got down. I mean, I, I did, I got down on my hands and knees in there and I just said, I can't do this anymore. I can't and he can, and I'm going to let him. And that was, that was the defining moment, um, in, in my life. And, um, yeah, then went to rehab and went there for 28 days, um, in Dobson, North Carolina at Hope Valley and, um, met 22 really great guys. Um, unfortunately only about, I think there's probably about four of us that have made it. Um, most of them are not here anymore. Um, but I made it, you know, they said, look to your left and look to your right. And someone's not going to be there. And both of those people are not here today. I am, you know, so, um, when the pain gets greater than the pleasure, you make a change. And, um, then they asked, where are you going to go? You can't, uh, going back to Charlotte would have been a, a mistake. You know, I needed, I needed time away from people, places and things. And, um, they said, you can go to Wilmington or you can go to Asheville. And, um, I said, well, Wilmington sounds like it would be fun. So let's do the exact opposite of what I think I should do. And let's go to boring Asheville. And, um, that's what I did. Packed up, um, moved, got dropped off at a halfway house. Um, had no car, no driver's license, real estate license was under review. Um, got dropped off. It was a 20 minute walk to the bus stop from the house that I lived in and you weren't getting anywhere fast. And, um, yeah, and that, that's kind of when I started working for Chick-fil-A again. And, um, that's kind of where it started. So with the topic of today's show being starting over in a new market, I mean, literally you're, you're dropped off. Now you're living in a halfway house. <clears throat> it's a 20 minute walk to the bus stop to go anywhere. Right. Yep. I mean, everything you had known about having a car, being able to be independent, make a living for yourself. Yep. Uh, so at that point you're, you're living in a halfway house. Which, uh, I mean, through the rehab process, 22 gentlemen were there. Yeah. You were one of four that now have made it through that process. Yeah. And then, and the others have either relapsed into drug and alcohol, alcohol lifestyle or just are not here on this planet any longer. Right. Correct. Wow. What, what a story, Bill. Do you, do you have recollection of that? I've got to ask. Uh, you, you mentioned you went back and, uh, and forth across the interstate highway in the middle of the night. You, you say you remember vividly being in the jail cell the next day. But do you have memories of that night? I mean, because you didn't. I, I'm assuming you blacked out when you, you hit the vehicle. Yeah. Then afterwards, your the vehicle is stopped after the crash and you're walking back and forth the, uh, across the interstate. Is that something you remember during that time? Somewhat. Yeah. You know, it's definitely I just remember like the heat of the the road. If there's one thing that I remember the most, that is the heat and the, and the cars. Like I can just hear it. Yeah. It's, wow. It's very, very real. Wow. Were folks stopping to help at that point? I mean, I can imagine this scene. No, no they're just they're they're down the road. 
Yeah. Well, you, you said it was the end of July, so I can imagine it was hot even in the middle of the night, you know, the heat yeah. coming off the asphalt. Incredible, Bill. I mean, that story is incredible. So at this, I think at this point, we, we can all agree that like, and what you call <laughs> it, rock bottom, right? That's the turning place. This is rock bottom. Yeah. And, but, you know, Bill, the turning point in the story is, you know, to me, what I hear is you're, you're down your hands and knees in a jail cell saying, God, I can't do this. I mean, there, there, there's nothing left. I can't do it any longer. I, you, you know, if, if I move forward from this point, you're going to have to be the one to do it. Is that what I'm hearing you, you say at that point? Absolutely. And that, that was, was the, that was the turning place for you. That was, that was where it changed. My life changed forever in that moment. Well, you posted a quote not long ago in your social media. I remember reading this. You said rock bottom can be that place that you build the firm foundation yeah. or, or some, something to yep. that effect. Yep. Rock well, bottom and the firm foundation that I've rebuilt my life on. Well, now with the rest of our time together, because we're, we're, it's only a 30 minute power huddle. Uh, and I hope this is, is uh, to this point, I think most of the people listening to the story so far, like this is outrageous, you know, that, that this guy lived through this and here he is, we can see him on camera. He's alive, you know, clean cut. I mean, you're smiling, you got energy bill. I mean, you got a thriving business in the Asheville area. I mean, obviously there, there's the rest of the story. And now that we're halfway through the call, it's time to hear the rest of the story. So at this point, you're working part-time at Chick-fil-A. You're living in the halfway house. You've got no vehicle. You've got no driver's license. They're, they're reviewing your real estate license to decide whether or not you get to keep your real estate license, right? In the state of North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Um, showed up in the bulletin, right? That we, none of us want yeah. to do, show up in the real estate bulletin. <laughs> yeah, your name's there. I got my spotlight. There, there was the spotlight, not the one you wanted. Yeah. But yeah, you got it. Okay, so at that point, now it's the turning place. I mean, you're living there. You're trying to figure out, is real estate going to be my thing? I'm working at, you're working at Chick-fil-A. So take us from there. I mean, yeah. are you telling me you sold real estate with no car and living in a halfway house? I did. Yeah. So Stephen Cooley. Like? So Stephen Cooley, um, he's one of my really good friends in the uh, Charlotte and Fort Mill market. Um, he reached out to me. He said, you know, would you move to Asheville? He loves Asheville. So he's like, well, would you reach out? Well, what'd you move there for? And I gave him this whole story. And he says, wow, you know, I think you can sell. I think you can probably get back into selling real estate. And I'm like, Stephen, A, I don't have a car. I don't have a license and I don't have a real estate license or it's under review. And he says, I think those are excuses. I think you can go out and do it. So he got me um, connected with Jeff Stewart at Keller Williams here in Nashville. And um, I said the same thing to him. I said, there's no way I can do this. There's, there's just no way. I mean, how, how Western North Carolina, if you've ever been, I mean, it is like remote. You're in the, you can go, I drove 50 minutes this morning for an engineer. Yeah. And, um, but it is crazy. I mean, I sold a little over $5 million in volume without a car. That's it was incredible. 20, it was That's incredible because I, I bet most people that saw the title of today's power huddle and starting over in a new market. And they're thinking that they're, they're going to move there and they've got, there's a budget in place. They, they've got a plan, they can drive, you know, they're, they're on their feet, but you arrived not only in a new market, but all of that had been taken from you. I mean, you know, no one, you're living in a halfway house. You have, you have no way of even uh, moving around transportation yeah. and $5 million with no car. With no car. And one of them was a $1.5 million home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the beautiful story there is, you know, I think what you said is excuses because we all are capable of so much more than what we realize that we are. And this is a perfect example of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, 
and it just kind of took off. And then I got a car back in February of 2020 and, um, was able to pay cash for that car and still have it today. I've put about 90,000 miles on it in about a year and a half. Yeah. And, uh, we've seen the selfies. You in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that is incredible. So $5 million in, a, in that two year period. Nope. That was in about seven months. You sold 5 million in seven months. Yes, I did. Incredible. And then that Bill, I don't know. How, you realize how remarkable that is in a brand new market. I mean, if you had, if you had friends and family and contacts and that, that level of support and you had a, a, a real estate license, a driver's license and all uh, that would still be remarkable. Yeah. And, um, and then 2020, um, got a car back and we, I sold 27 units, um, for a little over 11 million. And, um, this year, um, I will do about 35 units for about 13 and a half million. So, and, and away we go because now it's the build of war real estate group and you, you've got transaction coordinator, you've got an assistant, you've got a, a full system in place there where you're advertising and taking in new clients, um, serving the Asheville market. Um, you love referrals, right? For so the real estate agents that Absolutely. are paying attention all over the country, uh, consider Bill and you're in the Asheville market or really anywhere in Western North Carolina could probably be your point of contact there. Um, Bill would take extremely good care of your clients. Uh, vacation homes, investment properties, Airbnbs. Oh, yeah. all um, the above. I've seen you post all, all the above. Yep. So I know everybody's wondering. So you show up in a brand new market. Like, what steps did you follow? Like, what could you look back and say, I did this, this, and this, and it really got the ball rolling for me. I planted the seeds. I started building a pipeline in that area. So yep. walk us through that. Yep. So there, there was a method to the madness. Um, I really learned the area. So to learn the area, I rode the bus. I didn't have a car. So I really literally rode every, I mean, that's how I got around town, but I rode every bus route and learned the streets that way. Um, and we just get on there on a Saturday afternoon and ride every single one. And that's how I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did open houses, um, a lot of open houses just to get my face in front of people and to get that experience that I needed of talking to people. Um, did anything come of those? Nah, not necessarily in, indirectly. No, maybe indirectly. Yes, but, um, directly no, but, and these are other, know. other agents. So they, these are listings that you right. were able to obtain, or you just no. borrow other people's listings. And I, hold I them over other them. people's listings and holding their open houses. I didn't have a, I didn't have a listing or anything. Um, and their so, response to that, they were probably happy to let you do that. Right? Absolutely. Thank, yep. Thankful that you're willing to do it and promote their property. Yep. So, and then I was still working at Chick-fil-A. My first home sale came through the drive-thru of Chick-fil-A. Um, I sold a four. Were you handing out cards, Bill, at Chick Fil A? I, I did. So um, I sold a four hundred thousand dollars home, um, and so, but that secret was don't be a secret agent. You know that Absolutely. is number one thing. Is everyone gets in there and says, "Oh, I'm just going to sit here and wait for someone to come to me." If you're going to wait for them to come to you, they're going to come to me because I'm going to go get them. Yeah, I love that, man. If you're if you're taking notes at home, as they say, man, take. Bill, that's worth saying again. You started by saying, don't be a secret agent. Yeah. And if you're going to be a secret agent, you're going to wait for the clients to come to you. Don't bother because I'm going to be the one to go out and get them. Yep. And then then the next little tidbit was I joined special interest groups that were interesting to me in Asheville. So I knew no one. So I went and met everyone. Um, Things that were important to me. I went and I would go and get a tea time at Asheville Municipal Golf Course. 
and get with a P ask them to pair me with a random threesome to make it a foursome and get to know everyone in that group right then. So that's what I would do on, on a Saturday or Sunday after church. And then I found a church to go to a lot of business comes from that. Not that I go to church for that, but it's, it just happens because of it. I met new people. Cause they've met you. They care about you. They've heard your story. They understand the, the type of man that you are and the person that you are. <clears throat> they want to support you. Yep. And um, then, and then wow. it just snowballs from there. You sell a couple. And then now that very first home sale that came through the Chick-fil-A drive through just bought a 24 acre plot of land in Brevard, North Carolina. Mm. And, and, away it goes. Selling, and then they're going to be selling their house. So there's three transactions out of one person that drove through the Chick-fil-A drive through line. Mm -hmm. And just because I said I could be, I, if you ever need anything, I'll be of service. So if there are new agents that are on the huddle today and listening, uh, some of this, uh, it, Bill, what you're sharing with us is gold. I mean, I think the point is you, 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 you were able to go out there and, put your face in front of people. You are caring about people. You're meeting people. I mean, I'm sure while you're playing golf, Hey, well, you know, so what do you guys do? You're from the area. You know, you get to know them, you stay in touch. Hey, can we play golf again sometime? Now you're building relationships and whatever it took to learn the area, to learn people, to plant the seeds, to, <clears throat> to get things going, you're willing to do it. I mean, what I'm hearing is you put the time in, you put the effort in, you went back to basics. You weren't a secret agent. You're willing to do whatever it took. You yeah. put your pride to the side, right? Absolutely. Uh, it sounds like as you were rebuilding, it sounds like you kept the Lord first and what you were doing. Because <laughs> uh, I, I've seen you say before, like your Sunday mornings, that's non-negotiable for you. You know, that that's a time that you're you're going to dedicate that to being yeah. at church with your church family and yeah. worship. Yeah. And then, it, you know, the business can come later. Yep. Or golf can yep. come later <laughs> after church, whatever the case is. Yep. <clears throat> but... So I said that too, if there's brand new agents that have joined the huddle or listening to this replay, you know, th those are some of the things to keep in mind. But for the experienced agents, see, once you've been in this business for a little while, now we get distracted by things, you know, shiny objects and tech stacks and websites and lead sources and all. What's wrong with getting back to basics? Because the, the thing I, I'm hearing too, Bill, you know, your budget, mm -hmm. you know, your cost of building it's business not. was you're, you're playing golf. It was the cost of playing golf. Yep. If you're joining these organizations, they don't charge you to go to church. Yep. They join these organizations. There may be a small initiation fee, whatever the organization was, that type of thing. But you're doing all these things. Riding the bus is relatively affordable, yeah. right? So nothing was where it took thousands of dollars to get branded and get started in a brand new market, right? Back to back yeah. to basics. And, and even now, even where I'm at now, I operate at 62% profit. So I am. I have a 17% cost of goods and about... I'm teetering on like 27 to 30% expenses. Well, you know, in the numbers there tells me that you went just from planting seeds and just taking whatever opportunities came along to now you're truly running the business. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, yeah. <clears throat> you're, you're watching the numbers, you're watching the cash flow. you're, you're keeping in mind what expenses that you have, uh, cost of goods, your percentages. So, and the last, the last little tidbit um, is right here, you know, it is this social media is probably, you know, I post a lot of selfies of myself. Um, we noticed. Love it. <laughs> and uh, we may not comment I, um, all the time, but we noticed. <laughs> but that's it. That's that's critical. I mean, I can reach 5000 people that I have 5000 friends. They may not all see it. There may be 200 that see it, but it is other agents and other markets that are seeing that. And that's the that's the other big 
that's probably my biggest one right now. That's my biggest lead source is just social media. People see it and they, you know, whether you're, you know, this is, there's no clients on here, but whether you're busy or you're not, when I, I, I looked busy when I wasn't busy. Man, that's another nugget right there. I mean, cause now, it's, I'm too busy to post, but I'm, it is, I looked super busy when I wasn't busy. Bill, would you mind sharing once again that breakdown of your cost of goods, just those numbers that you shared with um, your businesses today on your yep, percentage? As of right now, so 17%, that is my cap and my um, royalty and referral fees. Um, expenses, I have a whole, there's a chart of accounts. I have about 10 or 12. Um, and that was about 30%. You, the, the goal is 30, 30, 40. Um, but I'm about 1730 and I think it was 59 right now, but it's about to go up. So it'll, I think I'll end the year about 62% profit. But you're keeping it, your expenses in line. You're, you're operating at a 62% gross profit. I believe is what you just shared, yep. Yep. which is a, a good number, uh, a good strong number. So where are you investing today in your business? Would that be something you'd be willing to share with us? Like where the business is coming or is it, is it about yep. at this point? Cause aren't you doing something special for Thanksgiving this year, you know, so, to stay in touch with past clients. Can you share some yep. of that with us? Yep. So I do a quarterly magazine um, that I, that I design and it goes out to all past clients and clients now. Um, and we did a ice cream social over the summer for, nice. we, had, we had a family and friends and we had sunshine Sammy's that, brought their ice cream truck out and everyone had so much fun and loved it. Um, and I didn't even, you know, as agents, we don't have to pay for it. We do have attorneys and we have lenders that want to help us. Mm -hmm. That's, that's who helped me now. Yeah. Don't forget community. about that. Next week is pie day. We have, I think 30 people registered for pies that we have went out and they're being made at down at a downtown bakery. And, um, they're going to you know, have our logo on it. They're going to, my closing attorney is, is helping. So he's going to, he's going to have his logo on it. So um, everyone's going to remember the Buildable Real Estate Group as at their Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And it's, it's not just, a, a, you know, about the handing of the pie to, because you're giving away 30, but if you use that as an excuse to stay in touch with your entire database, and just, hey, hey, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Are you guys in town? How's it been this year? How are things going? Um, you know, they appreciate the the shout out. Oh man, thanks for thinking on me, Bill. Gosh, that was years since you sold us that house. So good to hear from you. How you yep. been? Exactly. And that's how the conversation is exactly how they went. It does every time. And they're so thankful for it. They are yep. so thankful for it. Um, we got an opportunity that came to us yesterday, Bill, and the clients, one of the things they specifically said, and I'm not meaning to take the spotlight, but just to share how this all plays yep. together. But one of the things they shared was they were disappointed that their agent did not love on them after the closing, and it was a million plus dollar home that they sold. And they hired a company to sell it as their listing agent. And the company that brought the buyer, this was fascinating to me. I guess they have their contact information and you know the agency relationship ends at closing, right? That agent that brought the buyer, I guess there was some sort of contact and relationship that was there, has adopted them and has stayed in contact with them better than their agent did at the one that they hired as their listing agent. And they said, well, we're calling you because this other agent didn't love on us. We don't feel the love. They didn't stay in touch. We got one card, but you're staying in touch with them every single year. I, I love that plan, Bill. It's, it's about, it's all about too many, too many agents are just that they're transactional. It is churn and burn. And you know, now it is, it's all about the relationship. I can tell you every client's first and last name, husband and husband and wife, spouse, most of their kids, if they have pets, I can tell you their address. You know, I know all of that information because it's just that important to me. Yeah, we we uh, 
that that is gold, Bill. I mean, I don't know what CRM you're using to keep track of all that thing, or if it's you know majority of that's in your mind. Um, but we started doing a little trick where we've got dog treats in the office, and we'll go on a listing appointment. How many of them have dogs? Right, we got the dog treat. Yeah. Boy, that that makes an impression. Does. But you were saying you're staying in touch with these folks and you're on the phone and I and they're probably saying, so, Bill, what's new with you? So I didn't yeah. want to let the call end without giving you the opportunity, like the full picture, the full turnaround. Yeah. You hit rock bottom, Bill. This was three years ago mm-hmm. and three and a half years ago. Here you are. Business is booming. You're in a new market. You love Asheville. Right. I've tried to talk you yeah. into come back to Charlotte. No, you <laughs> want to stay in Asheville. But give us your I mean, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. You, you no. give us the good news. Yeah. So getting married in eight days and uh, we have a little boy on the way. So we have Drew DeVore on the way. So he'll be here um, February 26th, 2022. Incredible. And a new house and we're building. Incredible. Right yeah. So new market. Now it's a new house. You're, you've been sharing the photos of the progress on the new home. Uh, wife on the way. Engaged. Congratulations. Eight days away. And baby Drew. Thank you. Yes. Incredible. What a story. Uh, Bill, we're at the bottom of the hour. Um, Really have enjoyed having you on today. We appreciate your transparency, being open, sharing your story, inspiring. It's encouraging. Uh, I think that no matter where folks are in their journey, whether they've had a rock bottom moment in their past that's helped them to become who they are today or, or whether they're on the other side of that and have a booming business, whether they've just started, whether they're experienced agent. I think everyone who's heard this story today has takeaways. And we truly, truly appreciate you contributing today, being our guest today. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Are there any, uh, Zach, were there any other questions, comments that we want to make sure we point out before we end our call today? No more on Facebook. looks like we just got one from John in the Zoom chat. Yep. uh, In San Diego and has decided to get licensed right before the pandemic. And he said it was exactly what he needed to hear. I think that goes for quite a number of folks who who were on today or are listening to the replay bill. So feel free to share it with a friend. Somebody needs to hear this message today. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. That's our call today. Zach, cue the outro music. Thank you all for joining us this morning. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Agent Power Huddle. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.